In 2018, Seth Godin said that podcasting is the new blogging. That means there's no better time to start a podcast than in 2019. In this episode, we're going to go over what gear you need to launch your show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Creator Toolkit, a podcast about building stuff on the web. This episode combines the analog with the digital as we select the perfect toolkit for starting your podcast. We're going to cover these main tools, a decent mic and helpful accessories, recording and editing software, and finally getting your podcast online. Let's get started. Everything we talk about here will be linked in the show notes, which you can find over at creatortoolkit.com slash zero one zero. So let's start with the microphone. And let me start by saying that you don't need to sound like NPR to have a good podcast, but you also shouldn't sound like you're in a bathroom stall. The first thing you should get when you want to start a podcast is a decent mic. And don't worry, this isn't going to break the bank. You can upgrade for as little as $30 to $40, but I will cut to the quick and tell you my two recommendations. The Audio-Technica ATR2100, which is about $65 on Amazon, and the Blue Yeti, which goes for around $110 on Amazon. That one is usually on sale. The Yeti gives you a little bit more control over the gain, which is how much sound the mic takes in, and the pattern which is the part of the mic that actually picks up the sound. So, for example, you can have a uh, multi-directional pattern, which will take sound from all directions, or an omnidirectional one, which will take it only from a particular part of the mic. If you're working with multiple people who are talking on the same microphone, uh, you might want to have a multi-directional pattern, but if it's only you talking into the front of the mic, then you want to change it and make sure that the mic is only picking up the end that you're speaking into. So that is the Yeti. The ATR2100 is nice because it's a very affordable beginner mic, and it's both a USB mic and an XLR mic. Now, this isn't necessarily a technical episode, uh, but there are two types of mics you can get. A USB mic, which will connect directly into your computer, and an XLR mic which requires a bit more setup, specifically an interface. An interface is something that converts the analog sound from your XLR microphone into digital and then sends it to your computer. XLRs are most often considered the professional microphones. You see them in TV broadcasts, live shows, and high-quality podcasts and radio shows. I'm currently using an XLR mic, specifically the Shure SM7B. Uh, and I can definitely do an entire show on just microphones. You should write in if you want that. But starting out, a USB mic is your best bet. So once you have the mic, technically speaking, you only really need that to get started. But if you have the budget, there are a couple of accessories that will help you sound better. The number one accessory is a pop filter. This is a simple screen that sits between you and the microphone and filters out hard gusts of air. It prevents the mic from popping with hard P sounds called plosives. And these are relatively inexpensive too, ranging from $5 to $25. 
If you want to take your setup to the next level, I recommend a boom arm and shock mount. The arm will keep the mic off your desk and at the right distance in front of your face. It will also absorb some of the sounds that you get from hitting or shaking your desk because it lifts the mic off of the desk. For the sounds the boom arm doesn't take care of, that's where a shock mount comes in. And depending on the quality of the shock mount, in some instances, you can hit the boom arm and it won't come through the mic. So I'm hitting my microphone right now and you probably don't hear any shaking or any echo. I like having a boom arm because it means I don't have to reach around my microphone when I'm on the keyboard while recording and I won't accidentally hit it or knock it over because I like to talk with my hands. I'd also recommend a good set of headphones. This will help prevent echo in the event that you're doing an interview show and it will help you monitor your audio so you know how you hear while you're speaking without having to play something and then play it back. I have the Audio-Technica ATH-M50Xs and I love them. I've had them for a few years now and they are really worth the money. All in all, for a beginner setup, you're probably looking at $70 to $200 depending on the configuration. So if you just want to get the microphone and a pop filter, that might cost you $70. Bucks. If you want the mic and the pop filter and the boom arm and the headphones, you could be looking at $200. If you want to see my entire setup, there is a link to my blog in the show notes, and I give you the rundown of uh, everything I'm using from the microphone to the interface and the software. And speaking of software, when your hardware is settled, it's time to think about what you're going to use to record. If you're a solo podcaster with no co-hosts and no guests, you can get away with QuickTime on the Mac or Windows Recorder on the PC. However, if you intend on editing too, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I'd recommend Audacity, which is free for both Mac and PC, or GarageBand, which comes with a Mac. If you're doing interviews, you have a few options. Skype is a common option for doing calls, and it's free. They also recently rolled out native call recording. Uh, and though I haven't tried it, I haven't heard great things. For recording with Skype, you could use Ecamm Call Recorder for Mac and Amalto for PC. Both are around 30 bucks, and I've used both of them, and I like both of them. I like Ecamm Call Recorder a little better. If you use Zoom for web conferencing, they also provide recording, and you can do video or audio, and with audio, each guest will have their own audio track which is very nice, especially if you're going to get into heavy editing. The problem with both of these is that you're getting the compressed internet-affected audio. This will almost certainly mean lower quality. To get the highest quality, I recommend asking your guest to record their audio separately and then send it to you. There are also services that do this, like Zencaster, which costs $20 a month. I tried Zencaster about a year ago, and I... Wasn't all that impressed with it, uh, but I know a lot of people who swear by it. So depending on your needs, Zencaster might be a good option. Uh, and then something that I don't do, but my friend Jeff Large, who is a uh, podcasting service provider, uh, something that he does is he'll record directly into hardware uh, onto a specific recording device, specifically uh, a Zoom H4 or H5, I believe. 
uh, and then he will uh, basically have a redundant backup on his computer. So he filters everything through that. His setup's actually pretty neat. I will link to that in the show notes as well. The simplest path for recording is to just use something like uh, Audacity, or in the case that you're doing it with somebody else, Skype with Ecamm Call Recorder or Remoto or Zoom. Once you have the show recorded, it's time to edit. This will probably be the biggest learning curve. Uh, you'll definitely have to spend some time with whatever software you choose to get comfortable with it. And as mentioned before, starting out, I recommend Audacity or GarageBand. They're both free and they have relatively low learning curves. As your skills advance, you can look into something like Logic Pro or Adobe Audition. There's also the option here to hire out. Hiring a good quality editor will definitely be your biggest expense. I personally have had some success on Fiverr for basic edits and ad insertion. This is something that I can give very clear directions on that takes me a long time that's totally worth paying my editor what I pay him. But if you want control over the whole story, the feel, and the personality, I think you should edit it yourself or work with a bigger budget editor or producer. For reference, I send out my more popular podcast, How I Built It, uh, for edit, because generally the editor is putting a bunch of different parts together. And for this podcast, I'll edit it myself. I'll add the music and the and, uh, in the background, and I'll put everything together because it's just me talking into Audacity. You have your equipment. You've recorded your first episode. You have edited your first episode. Now we need to get it online. And back in episode five, which you can find at creatortoolkit.com slash 005, we discussed the many different options for hosting your podcast. I won't rehash them here other than to say your podcast likely needs two hosts, one for the audio and one for the website. For the audio, I recommend Libsyn or Castos. Libsyn is tried and true, and Castos is up and coming, but the best part about Castos is that it works really well with WordPress, which powers a lot of websites. For your web hosting, I recommend SiteGround. They are priced right for most people, offer a lot of features, and make it pretty easy, or relatively easy, to get up and running with a CMS like WordPress. Many hosts, Castos included, also have a simple website for your show, but I generally recommend having your own separate website. Again, go ahead and listen to episode 5 for more information on that. So that's everything. We talked about mic, mic accessories, recording, editing, and hosting that will get your show online. All of this will take some time to learn. So my recommendation is to get the hardware, record a few episodes, and see how you like it. Or maybe even just try recording into your phone or a built-in microphone just to see if you, you can get the format down. Uh, but remember when you're editing, if you're trying to edit out certain sounds or things like that, background noise, uh, a better microphone will prevent that. Once you go through all of that and you feel you are ready and you want to start podcasting in earnest, then you can learn how to get it online. If you want a full course on how to do exactly that, you can check out my own course at creatorcourses.com slash podcast dash website. 
For a link to that and all the show notes, you can go to creatortoolkit.com slash zero one zero. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions or want me to put together a specific toolkit, email me joe at casabona.org or follow me on Twitter at jcasabona. My question for you is this. What do you want to make a podcast about? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or via email joe at casabona.org. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.